serpents and scorpions on a daily I stand and walk in authority that he gave me I'm a reflection of God so watch me be the light It's time that we show the world that Jesus is Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. Thank y'all so much for joining us. And uh, I'm just excited tonight. I'm <laughs> I'm happy tonight. I hope y'all are too. Glory to God. And uh, I hope y'all have had a great week, man. So um, again, if y'all, if you haven't had a good week, man, I just encourage you guys to find something to laugh about, find something to uh, enjoy your life with. You know, sometimes we need to take time out of the day. And sometimes it may just be a sucker. We just need to get some candy and just find something to enjoy life with, man. Because I'm telling you, there is so much joy. There's so much uh, God wants for us to experience. And so, um, hold on one second. I got to get my fan on because it is hot in Baton Rouge. And uh, it's a little warm in here. So, <laughs> I hope y'all are having a good week, and um, I just pray God has been a blessing to you over the week. But again, let me go back to talking about that. Sometimes we just need to find stuff to enjoy about. Some, I mean, sometimes we just need to find things to enjoy. Let me say that correctly. Sometimes we just need to find things to enjoy, whether that's going, taking the quick, uh, taking the time to go grab some lunch by yourself, or go get a movie, uh, go see a movie, go get your nails done, go get your feet done, go to get a massage, do something that allows you to enjoy life because it's those little things in life that sometimes we neglect that can be an absolute blessing to our lives. And so uh, I really encourage you guys to do that. I really encourage you guys to uh, take the time to just enjoy life because if we take the time to just enjoy life, uh, I believe there are some things that will start happening in our lives and we will begin to see the goodness of God flowing in our lives like never before. So do it on your level, whatever that is, whether that's a drive around the block, whether that's a walk, whatever it is, take a quick moment to just look at some different things in your life and just thank God for them and just enjoy different aspects of your life. Amen. Because when we take the time out to do that, we begin to honor and, and see and see the things that God has already done in our lives. Amen. So yeah, let's just enjoy life, man, because that's what I believe God has called us to do. As a matter of fact, in John 10, 10, he said, Jesus said, he said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. And he wants you to enjoy life to the full till it overflows. Amen. If you look at that scripture in John 10 and 10 in the Amplified Classic Version, he says he wants you to enjoy life. And he not only wants you to enjoy life, he wants you to live it to the full till it overflows. So if I, so I read that scripture and I see that Jesus wants me to have fun in life. I see that scripture and see that Jesus wants me to enjoy life. The Bible also says in Peter, in 1 Peter, I believe it says, God gave us all things richly to enjoy. So there's some enjoyment that we should be having in our lives. And I believe that that's something that we should be uh, sharing with and, uh, and enjoying right now, because I really feel uh, on my heart right now that that's something that God really wants us to, to deal with real quick. If you're not enjoying your life, I encourage you to take out just a quick moment throughout the day. Take a quick moment tonight, whenever that may be. Find something, get a, 
you know, if you're not into watching shows and you like watching shows, take a quick moment, watch a show, enjoy that show. If you uh, if you really like, I don't know, whatever it is, if you like having a piece of candy, don't go overboard with the candy. Get you a piece of candy if you like it, but don't go overboard with it. Do things to enjoy life because I'm telling you, that is what God desires for us to do. Amen. So we, I gave you all two scriptures right there. One is saying, I mean, one in John 10 and 10 and, uh, and one in Peter. It talks about God gives us all things richly to enjoy. I don't remember specifically where that is, but if you uh, Google search it or put that search in uh, in you version, you'll find that scripture. So he given he gives us all things richly to enjoy. Amen. So let's start enjoying life. Amen. So that's your exhortation for tonight. Enjoy life, man. As a matter of fact, y'all put in the comment section, say, I will start enjoying life. Say, I will start enjoying life. I will find things. And I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to myself because I am a person that uh, gets right, gets laser focused on doing things. I'm a person that gets laser focused on work. Uh, whatever whatever task I have ahead of me, I get laser focused in on it. And I myself cannot take the time out of the day sometimes to just enjoy those moments. My wife tells me that all the time. And so I need to just start enjoying life. Uh, I need to take those moments to enjoy life rather. And uh, and that's why I believe uh, I believe it was last week or the week before last. A lot of our emails, our daily encouragement emails were centered on rest and enjoying life, taking vacations, things of that nature. Those stuff, those things are vital, man. And I'm absolutely telling you, like we have to start enjoying life because that is what God uh, desires for us to do, because he gave us these things to enjoy and not just go through life and not enjoying them. So enjoy life. Amen. Start enjoying life. Start enjoying life. Amen. I'm I'm glad y'all are typing that in the comment section. I will start enjoying life because that is what God has called us to do. Amen. Glory to God. So let me run down the announcements and let me get into our message for tonight, man. I hope y'all are excited about the word because I'm excited to teach the word tonight. Number one, thank y'all for coming. Uh, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be before you long. I'm not gonna be teaching that long. I don't think tonight unless I get excited. But yeah, go ahead and uh, tag a friend. Go ahead and uh, share this with on your pages. Share this on your social media feed. Say, hey man, go ahead and get in here. Let's talk about this freedom because the last couple of weeks have been absolutely a blessing. Uh, it's been some life changing things that have been shared. Uh, and, and and I believe um, I believe once you continue to listen to the word, and I believe once you begin to hear the word over and over and over again, you get revelation, you get wisdom, you get knowledge concerning this subject matter. And let me tell you. This subject matter is absolutely vital to our lives right now. We we should be living a life of freedom. We should be living a life of freedom and we should be living a life that uh, that we should be walking. I mean, we shouldn't have any kind of bondage on our life. We shouldn't have any kind of attachment to the kingdom of darkness. That's why this is so vital. And I want us to begin to identify some of these areas in our life, because for some people, it may not. I mean, for some people, it may be food. For some people, it may be finances. For some people, it may be mental distractions. Whatever the case may be, the enemy knows or tries to get you stuck in certain areas so that you can't be free. But God wants you complete and totally free. He doesn't just want you free in your finances. He doesn't just want you free in your mind. He doesn't just want you free in your health. He wants you free in all of those areas. The enemy would like to uh, put a whole lot of weight in one area just to keep us bound. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God wants you free in every single area of your life. And that is why the title of this message and the subject matter for tonight is freedom is yours. Freedom is absolutely yours. And we're going to get into that tonight. So as y'all are coming in, go ahead and engage. I appreciate y'all 
already uh, typing it in the comment section. Uh, because again, engaging helps your spirit and engaging helps us uh, get the word out to more people. Amen. Subscribe to our YouTube, subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't signed up to the daily encouragement emails, I encourage you to do that. Uh, we get responses from people every single week, send it those emails that bless them. And so if you would like to get daily encouraged, email us at bjpministries at gmail.com or, uh, or you can direct message the ministry and let us know uh, what your email address is so we can put that put you on that email blast so that you can get the daily encouragement emails because the enemy likes to come and attack us on a daily basis. So we need to have the word to encourage us on a daily basis. Amen. And lastly, if you guys aren't a partner with the ministry, if God has called you to be a partner of this ministry, I encourage you to do so because this is good ground. This is a this is a great place for you to get the word. This is a good place for you to grow in the Lord. This is a good place for community. Uh, and there's a good place to connect to. Amen. I'm telling you, because there are things that God gives this ministry uh, that's only, I mean, it's for the people that God has called to this ministry. And so it's not that we're uh, inclusive where we don't want to, uh, you know, where we don't want anybody else to get in. That's not, that's not true, but everybody has their own goal. Everybody has things that they specialize in. Let me say that. And this ministry specializes in certain things, just like your church, wherever you may go, specializes in other things. You may go to a certain church and that's where God wants you to be connected to for local ministry. Well, you may, God may say, I want you to partner with this ministry because there are things that come across this ministry that you may need for your individual life that you don't always get from your particular church. But guess what? Both of those things together will make yourself a complete person and make you even more complete in Christ. And so that's why we have to begin to understand this ministry is not better than any other ministry. This ministry is not better than any other church. We're all working together so that the whole body will be built up so that the whole body can be unified, so that the whole body can be glorified, and so that we can all grow into the image of Christ. Amen. That's what we're here to do. And so we're not here to put down any other ministry. We're not here to, uh, you know, talk bad about anybody, but there are things that we are destined to do. And if God has called you to be a partner with that, go ahead and join and be a partner today. Amen. Glory to God. Thank y'all so much for joining in. And let's go ahead and get into the word tonight. I'm going to pray and we're going to get started. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the word tonight. Father, we thank you that freedom is definitely ours. Father, we thank you that Jesus went to the cross and he led captivity captive. And so that means those that were once bound don't have to be bound anymore. They are now free in him. And so, Father, we thank you for that freedom. And Father, we thank you for the revelation that you're going to bring tonight concerning freedom so that we can all walk in a new level of freedom and release any chains of any bondage that we may have in any part of our life. And as a matter of fact, we release by faith right now anything that the enemy is trying to hold on to us with. We release any of that right now and we give you praise for it. And we thank you that we are already free in, in Jesus. And we pray. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the word, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into it. The title of the message tonight is Freedom is Yours. Freedom is absolutely yours. Now, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about um, how freedom is uh, how freedom can only be found in Christ. We've been talking about how freedom can only be found in Christ and true freedom comes from being in Christ. Amen. So once you get born again, freedom is absolutely your right. We went to Ephesians chapter four. We went to Ephesians chapter four and we found out that Jesus led captivity captive and he also in Colossians 
transferred us or rescued us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And we looked at that word rescue and we looked at that word rescue from the standpoint of if we weren't in a dire position before Christ, then we wouldn't have had a need to be rescued. And so Jesus saw and God saw it. So uh, he 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 deemed it vital to remove us from the kingdom of darkness because obviously we were in a dire state. Obviously, we were in a position that we shouldn't be in because in because if we weren't because if we were in a place that we should be in, we wouldn't have had a need to be rescued. Right. Anybody, if you get an idea of somebody being rescued, they obviously need assistance. They obviously need help to get out of that situation that they're in. Otherwise, they'll either die or they'll be in a dire situation like we've already said. And so God said we were in a dire situation. What was that dire situation? We were destined for hell. We were not connected with Christ. We were not connected with God. And so God said, I'm going to send my son so that we can get that connection back. Because without that connection, you won't be complete or you won't be the people that I've made you to be without that connection to Christ. And that is why we started off by talking about freedom has to be found in Christ. Freedom can be found no other place than in Christ. That is the foundation by which, but what that's the foundation for what we believe. And that's why we have to understand and know what Christ did so that we can experience that freedom. Amen. And so last week we talked about having this working. I mean, we had a working definition for freedom and what freedom is. And this is what freedom is. This is the this is the definition we're going to use to no longer be bound or held by the enemy or anything attached to the kingdom of darkness. I'm going to say it one more time to no longer be bound or held down by the enemy or be held down by anything attached to the kingdom of darkness. So what does that mean? I'm not going to attach to anything of the kingdom of darkness, and I won't allow the enemy to connect with him in any kind of way, shape, or form. I won't be bound to the enemy. I won't listen to the enemy, and I won't be bound to anything of the kingdom of darkness, and I won't continue to hold on to anything of the kingdom of darkness. Amen? BJ, how can I hold on to anything of the kingdom of darkness? I'm glad you asked. You can continue to not believe that God doesn't want you free. You can continue to believe that God wants you stuck. You can continue to believe that God is going to put you through stuff so that you can so that you can learn and be taught. You can continue to hold on to all of that kind of stuff and never truly walk in freedom because you continuously attach yourself to that because that's your belief system. And so what I want you to begin to understand and what I want you to begin to do is attach a different belief to uh, I want you to attach the belief to what God is trying to get you to understand or what God is trying to get you to see. If, if, if God desires for me to be free, then, then there's no area in my life that I should be bound in. And if I'm bound in any area, Jesus has already given me a way of escape. He's already given me a path to get out of it. So that's what I have to latch on to. That's what I got to hold on to so that I can be no longer bound. And so when we're talking about freedom, the enemy is always trying to keep us bound. If it's not in one area, it's in two areas. If it's not bound in three areas, it's probably in four areas because the enemy knows that if he can get you bound in one area, it will begin to trickle down into the other areas. Just like uh, because watch this, just like the enemy knows that if he can keep you bound in one area, it'll start trickling down into other areas. He got there from God because he knows that if he can get you saved, if he can get you born again, you will have the foundation that you need to get free in everything else in, in your life. And that's why it has to start with you getting born again. You must receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. You must begin with freedom in Christ or otherwise you seeking out any kind of other 
you seeking out freedom is going to be null and void or it's going to be lacking something. Yeah, you may be free in this area, but you won't be complete. When Christ makes you free, he sets you free completely. Amen. When Christ sets you free, he sets you free completely. And that's why we have to grab hold to this word. And that's why we got to hold on to it, because if we don't begin to hold on to it, the enemy is going to start tapping our shoulders. He's going to start getting our attention and saying, hey, this is where you should be looking at so that he can snare you so that he can grab you back to where you used to be. And we're going to see in the scripture in a little while how it's our responsibility to make sure we don't fall back into that trap. It's our responsibility to make sure that the enemy, that we don't allow the enemy to snare us again. Uh, And it's our responsibility to make sure that we don't fall into the traps of the enemy. And that's why we're teaching these series. That's why we're teaching these messages, because a lot of times people think once God uh, once God set me free, I no longer have responsibility. Yeah, you no longer have responsibility where your spirit is concerned, but you have a responsibility where your mind is concerned and you have a responsibility where your body is concerned. And so that's why we have to realize our part in this. And that's pretty much what we're going to be talking tonight. That's why the title is freedom is yours. But there's a caveat to it. Freedom is yours if you believe that it's yours. Freedom is yours if you don't let go of freedom. Freedom is yours if you to make a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to freedom and I'm not going to attach unto, unto anything of the kingdom of darkness. Amen. So I know I've just said a lot. I know I went through a whole bunch just real quickly, but I'm trying to set the stage and I'm trying to help you guys understand that freedom is something that has to be uh, obtained from the standpoint of, not from the standpoint of did Christ do it or not, but freedom is something that has to be, not necessarily obtained, excuse me, it has to be maintained because once Christ sets you free, it's your responsibility to stay free. I'm going to say that one more time. Once Christ sets you free, it's your responsibility to stay free. Just like when Christ delivered you from something, it's your responsibility to stick with that decision to make sure you stay free. God can bring you out of a place and into another place, but you can make a decision to go back into that old situation. You can make a decision to go back into what you shouldn't go back into and find yourself bound again because you made the decision to do it, even though you're free. You follow me? So just because God delivered you out of something and into something is your responsibility to remain there. It's your responsibility to stay free. It's your responsibility to make sure that you keep reaping from the kingdom of his dear son and not the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Glory to God. And so that's why we ended last week talking about it's our responsibility to stay free. And we saw in John 8, 31 and 32 that Jesus commanded his disciples that if you stick with this truth, then you will be made free. What was Jesus saying? He was saying, you need to stick with what I tell you. You need to stick with my instructions. You need to continue to do everything I'm telling you to do. Or otherwise, you can find yourself falling back into your old ways. How many of y'all can testify to that? How many of y'all know that when you got saved, you know, I know a lot of people say this, man, when I, when I went under the water, when I got baptized, my hands looked new. Oh yeah, my body did too. There are people that think that and believe that, but the reality of it is, When you got saved and came up out of that water, you had the same skin, you had the same legs, you had the same mindset you had before you went under the water. The only thing that changed for you is when you believed who Jesus was, your spirit man got born again. Your spirit man got born again. And so your spirit is now free, but it's up to you to make sure your mind remains free. And it's up to you to make sure that your body stays free. And that is why freedom is yours. But I want you to know 
It's your responsibility to make sure you stay free. Amen. It's your responsibility to make sure that you stay free, because if you think that God is going to come down and make you change your mind, you are sadly mistaken. If you think God is going to come down and make you put down that fried food or that chicken or whatever you're not supposed to be eating, you're sadly mistaken. God has given you free choice and it's up to you to stay free. God can deliver you and, and, and supernaturally heal you, but it's up to you to maintain that freedom. It's up for you to maintain that healing that God just gave you. Yeah, God can supernaturally heal you, but then you, you hear the doctors and you hear the Holy Spirit telling you, man, you should be working out. You, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. You should cut this out. You shouldn't be eating it 10 times a week. You can, you can have it three times a week. If you're not listening to that, the very thing that you just got supernaturally healed from, you'll find yourself back in bondage because you didn't make the decision to stay free. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to hit this home tonight is that, yes, Jesus can make you free. Yes, freedom is yours. Yes, you can declare it. Yes, it is yours, but it's up to you to receive it. It's up to you to stay there. It's up for you to remain in freedom. And if you don't make the decision to stay in freedom, you will you will be a you will, you you will be a bond, you will be a bound free person. You will be free, but you will be holding yourself in bondage in your mind. You will be free, but you will be uh, allowing that food to always talk to you, and not you controlling the food, but the food controlling you. You always telling yourself, "Well, you got to have this. You got to have that. You don't have to have that." Because if you have that, that thing has now become your God, and that is not that should never ever be your God. God should always be your God, and that's the only way you can truly remain free. Amen. So let's look at some scripture here. Let's look at um, <laughs> let's look at some scripture here because because um, I want to show you. Jesus's perspective where freedom is concerned and what Jesus came to do. Now, I know we looked at Ephesians 4 from the standpoint he led captivity captive, but I believe tonight God wanted me to make this declaration to you because a lot of times people, people don't stay free because for, for a couple of reasons. They don't stay free because number one, they don't know that they are free and number two, that they don't know it's their responsibility. So there's a couple of declarations that I want to make to you and we're going to start in uh Isaiah 61, verse number one. Let's look at the scripture here in Isaiah 61, verse one in the Good News Translation. Look at what it says. It says, the sovereign Lord has filled me with the spirit. He has chosen me and sent me to bring good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted and to announce release to captives and freedom to those in prison. Now, this was a prophecy that Isaiah was speaking to give people an understanding who the Messiah was going to be when he showed up on the scene. OK, this is an Old Testament prophecy so that when Jesus showed up on the scene in the New Testament or when Jesus showed up and he declared this, people would recognize who this who the Lord was, who had the, who had God's spirit. And when he. When he declared this, this is what Jesus's uh, goal and this is what Jesus's ministry was all about. Jesus's ministry. Look at what it says. His ministry was he was cho he has chosen Jesus and he sent Jesus to bring good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to announce release to the captives. Jesus has made a declaration over your life that you should be released. Jesus has told you and he's already made a path. He's already made a way for you to be released of captivity, glory to God. 
He was sent so that you can be released from captivity and not only released from captivity, freedom to those who are already in prison or freedom to those who are already bound. So Jesus's announcement and, uh, and anointing on his life is to announce that, hey, you are free. And then he turns right around to say to preach freedom to those who are in prison. <laughs> so now let's go look at Luke chapter four and let's go look at when Jesus showed up on the scene. He preached this exact same word. In Luke chapter 418, he preached this exact same word. And this is what Jesus said in Luke 418 in the Passion Translation. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus talking to the people in the temple. And he says, he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, healing for the brokenhearted and the new eyes for the blind and to preach to prisoners. You are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. Man, this can preach just right here. But this is what I want to point out to y'all right here. Look at what Jesus came to preach to them. Because remember, we saw in Ephesians chapter four, verse 11, he led captivity captive. So he was talking to people who was in bondage and he was he was leading the people out of bondage into freedom. And so this is what Jesus told them. He says, the new eyes for the blind and to preach to the prisoners or the, or the captive, the people that were captive, the people that were in bondage, you are set free. Question, when are you set free? I have come to share the message of Jubilee. The message of Jubilee is complete freedom for the time of God's great acceptance has become. So look at what Jesus's thing was. Look at what Jesus did. He came to say, you know what? You are now free. He came and said, you are now free. Some of y'all need to be typing in the comment section right now. I believe some of y'all are starting to get it where it comes to freedom. You are now free. Type in the comment section, say, I am free. I am free. And then you need to go on and say, I am no longer bound. I am free. I am no longer bound. Why, why do I need to make this declaration? Because just like God came and made the declaration of who he is, you need to be making the declaration of who you are. Glory to God. When Jesus came on the scene, he said, I am anointed to preach deliverance to you. So when you start making, so when you realize who you are, when you understand who you are, you need to start making that declaration out of your mouth because then you will begin to identify with who you really are. And who you really are is a free person. Who you really are is somebody that says, I am no longer bound. Who you really are is somebody that's desiring and, 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 and pursues to not be, a, that's pursuing not to be attached to the kingdom of darkness. Somebody that is outright pursuing everything that God wants to give them, that is outright pursuing everything of the kingdom of his dear son. Because the kingdom of his dear son is where you should be released from. So you need to declaring who you are, just like Jesus declared who he was. And as soon as Jesus declared who he was, who, excuse me, who he was, he went about doing everything that he declared. So watch this. As soon as you start declaring that I am a free person, you will begin to start realizing that in your mind. You will begin. Your body will then begin to recognize who's really on the inside. This is the beauty about confession. This is the beauty about saying it out of your mouth, because this is what God desires for you to do. He desires to get what is on the inside of you to the outside of you. Remember, I told y'all several weeks ago or in the previous series that God wants you to live from the inside out, not the outside in. 
He wants you to live from the inside out because the true you is on the inside. But a lot of people live from the outside in and people only recognize people. I mean, people only recognize uh, other people based on what they see people doing. But God is really living on the inside of us. He wants to change the outside of you by you releasing what's on the inside and bringing it on the outside. And when you start making declarations, when you start prophesying, when you start making confessions like this, you start living who you really are. You start living like who you really are because you're taking what's on the inside of you and bringing it to the outside. So what Jesus was trying to get us to understand is when he shows up on the scene, I declare to you, this is what I'm anointed to do. And so when you start making your declarations, you should be accepting and you should be believing that you are anointed to be free just as well. You're anointed to not only be free, but watch this do exactly what Jesus did and declare freedom to other people going around showing them how they can be free, going around declaring that they shouldn't be in bondage anymore either, because all of our goals and all of and God's goal is for all of us to be free. The goal of the goal for us and freedom is for us to be attached to the kingdom of his dear son. And so I'm, I'm excited about that because Jesus is always giving us an example of what we should be doing. Jesus is always showing us, man, this is how I did it. So this is how you should do it. And if I led captivity captive, I'm going to walk you through this just a little bit. So last week we talked about how Jesus led us captive. Well, now I want to take it a step further. When you start making your declaration of freedom, your job now is to turn around and say, hey, you don't need to be bound anymore either. Go on and come up with me. You don't need to be bound by the enemy either. Let me go ahead and help you come up too. Because the enemy is trying to do his best to not only keep us bound, but to keep everybody in the world bound. And if we can make it a point, and if we can pursue what God desires for us to pursue, then we will become the lights that God wants us to be. And other people will look at us and see that there is a true freedom in the earth. And this is what they should pursue as well. We should be the living examples of who God is in the earth. And that's what God is trying to show us to. That's, that's what God is trying to show us through these teachings. Yes, freedom is mine. Yes, freedom is yours. Start walking in that freedom so others can see it. Start walking in that freedom so that other people can see that the bondage that they're in in the world, they don't have to continue to be in. They can be free because Christ has already laid the path for them to be free as well, just like he set the path for you to be free. Amen. So listen, there, there, there is a... Um, and let me tell you all this. The enemy is hard at work trying to keep you bound. The enemy is hard at work trying to keep you bound. How do I know that? Because bondage starts in the mind. Bondage starts in the mind. And, and how can I say that? Because this is the battleground and this is the only device that the enemy can use to try to get against the people of the kingdom of God. Because he can't get to our spirit because God has already made that. He's already renewed that thing. We've already been made new. The scripture says we are new creations in Christ. How can he say, how can the scripture say we're new creations? Because our spirit man is made new. It's our mind that needs to be constantly renewed. That's why I talked about it's our responsibility to remain free. It's up to us to continue to renew our mind to what the word says so that we can remain free. And then once we renew our mind to the things that can keep us free, then our body will follow suit. But the enemy is so Hard. Up. I mean, he is he is so trying to keep us bound and he keeps us bound by giving us wrong thinking, 
making suggestions. This is this is the absolute. Uh, this is the only device that the enemy really has is the power to make uh, suggestions, to give us thoughts, to give us a different idea, to try to point us in a different direction, to get us to think differently. Because if he can get us to think differently, then he can control whether we go towards the spirit or whether we go towards the flesh. The battle is always up here in your mind. And if we can ever get control of our minds, if we can ever allow God to to get control of our minds, then the enemy can no longer keep us bound or try to get us back into bondage. Amen. The enemy is so trying to keep us in bondage because he because he's always trying to control us. And I talked about that last week in his kingdom. It's not about free choice. In his kingdom, it's not about giving you an opportunity. In his kingdom, it's all about him trying to control you and it's him trying to have dominion over you. But in the kingdom of God, God understands that you won't understand the true power of your freedom. You won't understand the true power of how he made you if he make you do everything. That's why he said that I place before you life and death, blessing and, blessing and cursing, you choose. He knows when you're able to make the decision, you step into the 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 true power of what you step into the true power of what having the ability to choose brings. But the enemy doesn't want you to have that choice. That's why he wants to keep you bound and control you. God doesn't want to control you. Remember, he's the gentleman. Now he wants you to submit to him, but you got to make that choice. God is not going to force anything on you because if he forces anything on you, it'll be just like the kingdom of darkness. And as we already know, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of his dear son oppose each other. Absolutely. So whatever the enemy's trying to do, we know God's not trying to do it because the enemy knows that if he gives us any kind of choice, we're going to look over here and choose God. If the enemy knows if he gives us any kind of choice, if he doesn't try to control us, if he doesn't try to put everything on us, he knows that if we get any slither of hope, we're going to run over here to the kingdom of to the kingdom of his dear son because he always wants to control us because he knows that if we get to the point of making the choice, we're always going to choose the father. He knows we're always going to choose the father. That's why he wants us to keep us in his kingdom and get us thinking like his kingdom so that he can keep us bound. And, and, and I pray that through these teachings and I pray through the word that y'all are getting on Thursday nights, that y'all can see clearly what's in the kingdom of his dear son and think that way and not think the way of the kingdom of darkness. Yes, in the world, the world has a whole bunch of way of thinking to try to keep you in the kingdom of darkness. Well, the church and ministries like this are supposed to be lights. They're supposed to be teaching you ways to get you out of that bondage so that you can be free. Yeah, the world will teach you. Yeah, because because see, this is uh, these these are two different uh, avenues by which God is trying to by which you can get to a certain goal. The world says, "I want you, I want you to be rich, but I want you to get yours. I want you to be greedy." God says, "I want you to be rich, but yeah, I want you to be a blessing and so into other people's lives." Those are two different ways to get to those points. <clears throat> And so we have to begin to see the difference so that we can understand we need to be over here in the kingdom of his dear son and not in the kingdom of darkness and not being attached to anything of the kingdom of darkness. That's why our working definition of freedom is to not be attached to what anything of the kingdom of darkness and to not be attached to anything of the enemy. So watch this, you guys, watch this. Jesus shows up in that scripture that we just read in Luke 4 and 18. Jesus shows up and, and reads the same scripture that was in Isaiah 61 and 1. And then he turns around and says, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. 
He turns around and says, in this, in this day, you've heard me say this, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. The same scripture that these teachers in the temple have been reading for years, Jesus turned around and said, this is the day that you have heard this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Why was Jesus telling them that? He was trying to help them understand that he was the Messiah that they had been believing for. He was the Messiah that they had been so reading about in the scripture. Some of them believed and some of them didn't. And the ones that didn't believe ended up crucifying the Lord of glory. And so what you have to begin to understand as Jesus's example, and this is where I want to try to take y'all as far as freedom is concerned. When you start making those declarations saying, I am free, I am no longer bound. You need to also start saying and believing in your heart that it is this day, this scripture is fulfilled in my ears. If I'm declaring this scripture by saying that I am free and I'm preaching freedom, and, I, and I'm following Jesus and he led captivity captive, you need to be saying this day is this scripture fulfilled in my ears. In other words, this day I'm making this declaration. This is the day that I'm receiving everything this declaration says I'm supposed to have. I'm not getting free tomorrow. I'm not getting free next week. I am free right now. I need to be declaring that it is, it is this day that this scripture is being fulfilled in your ears. So as you're saying it out loud, you need to believe that it's going on today, not next week, not tomorrow, not any other day after this. You need to believe that it's going on right now so that you can immediately start walking in freedom. Because the moment you start declaring that and the moment your mind lines up to it, you begin to make the adjustment spiritually and you start making the adjustment mentally and then your body will begin to follow suit. The more you believe it today, the closer you the closer you will become to manifestation. The closer you will become to freedom, totally free. The closer you will become to being completely free in every area of your life when you begin to declare that this is the day this scripture is fulfilled in my ears. This is the day this scripture is being fulfilled when you declare it out of your mouth. So this is what Jesus came to do and clearly Jesus accomplished it. Jesus accomplished his mission when he came and said that he he, he came to give new eyes to the blind. He came to heal the brokenhearted, to give to be hope for the poor, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach, uh, to preach deliverance to the captives, to preach to the prisoners you are set free. Clearly, Jesus came to do it and he accomplished it. Jesus came to do what he did and accomplished it. So this is this should be exactly what we desire to do. If we start off declaring that we are free, we should follow through with that freedom so we can accomplish that very same goal. That's why we talked about you remaining free and staying free. Amen. That's why we talked about you remaining free and staying free. That is totally and completely up to you. When Jesus made his declaration, he had already made up in his mind that he was going to do this. Well, since you've already made this declaration, you're no longer bound. You are free from this day forward. Make up in your mind to always remain free. Make up in your mind to always no longer be bound. Make up in your mind to not listen to anything the enemy has to say. Make up in your mind to not listen to anything that the enemy tries to get you to hear and do so that you can be attached to the kingdom of darkness. Make up in your mind from this day forward. I will not be attached to anything of the enemy. And I will be I will not be attached to anything of his kingdom. Glory to God. Freedom is God's desire and his will for your life. So I'm going to take you to another scripture now to begin to show you this process now and why it's important that you begin to understand that freedom is your responsibility. Freedom is your responsibility. Amen. Let's go to Galatians chapter five, verse one. Let's go to Galatians chapter five, verse one in the Good News Translation. This is what it says. 
It says freedom is what we have. Notice that now. Freedom is not something we're obtaining. Freedom is something that you what? You already have. How do I already have it? We've said this already because Christ has set us free. When did Christ set you free? When you said, God, I want you to come into my life as Lord and Savior. God, you are Lord over my life. God, I want to be with you and nobody else. I believe that your son died on that third day. I believe who he says he was. I believe, I believe, I believe. And when that happened, freedom was what you have. Freedom is what you have. Freedom is what you have. And I want us to notice that word have because Jesus has already done it. <laughs> and then it goes on to say, Christ has set us free. Now let's look at the rest of that scripture. It says, freedom is what we have. Christ has set us free. And then it goes on to say, stand then as free people. If Christ has set you free, stand then as free people and do not allow yourselves to become slaves again. Stand free, stand as free people and do not allow yourselves to become slaves again. Y'all see that? It tells you, do not allow yourselves to become slaves again. Now, I want to I want to point this out. It says, do not allow yourselves to become slaves again. So if the scripture is telling you that it is inferring that it's our responsibility to not become slaves again. It is our responsibility to make sure that we don't fall back into that trap. It is our responsibility because he wouldn't tell us to not become slaves again or do not allow ourselves to become slaves again if we didn't have the ability to not go back and be slaves again. Y'all follow me? See, the scripture tells us, do not allow yourself to become a slave again. So obviously there is a power that we have to keep ourselves from becoming slaves again. He, did, he wouldn't encourage us not to do something if we didn't have the ability to do it. Now, I want to ask y'all this simple question. I want to ask y'all a real simple question. How, what is that ability of us to not become slaves again? What is the ability that God has given us to not become slaves again? Think about it for about five or 10 seconds. What is the ability that God has given us to not become slaves again? I want us to think about that for just a quick second. What is the ability that God gave us to not be slaves again? The ability that he gave us to not be slaves again is the ability of choice. The ability that he gave us to no longer be slaves again is the ability of choice. That is why it is up to us to choose who we will serve this day. A lot of us read that scripture in Joshua, choose choose whom this day, whom you're going to serve. And as for me and my house, we're going to do what? Serve the Lord. That's a decision that people have to make. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, we read it last week, choose ye therefore this day, life or death, blessing and cursings, you choose. And if you don't know which one to choose, he goes on to say, choose life, choose life. So the ability that he gave you, not only did he give you the ability to choose, he pointed you in the direction that you should be going. That is why he told you in Galatians, do not allow yourself to become slaves again. Why? Because if freedom is what I've given you and Christ has set you free, then stand as free people.
He 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 did it all over again. Then he told you to stand. If you don't, if you ever have a, if you ever have a moment of doubt, if you ever have a moment, uh, if you ever have a memory lapse, he's always reminding you what you should be doing. Wait a second. If I if freedom is what I have and Christ has made me free, then guess what? I should be standing free. Whose responsibility is it to stand? It's your responsibility to stand. And how do you stand? You make the decision to be free. That is why the title is freedom is yours. Freedom is yours. In other words, I probably should have titled it saying freedom is up to you. Freedom is up to you because Christ has already given you the freedom. He's already made your spirit man free. The question is, will you remain free through your decisions and through your actions? Because remember, last week, if we stick with what he says, uh, John 31 and 32, in the passage translation, if we stick with what he says, then we will be made free. So the scripture is saying here as well, freedom is what I have. Freedom is what Christ gave me. So I need to be standing in freedom. And if I stand in freedom, I won't allow myself to become a slave again. Now, the question is, are you standing and are you remaining in freedom? Are you constantly making the decision to remain free? There is a responsibility that we carry to ensure that we don't allow any snare of the enemy to entangle us again. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to read that one more time. There is a responsibility, and we've already said what that responsibility is. That responsibility is the, is the, is the, is the beautiful gift of choice. There is a responsibility that we carry to ensure that we don't allow any snare of the enemy to entangle us again. How do we do that? By simply choosing Christ and nothing of the kingdom of darkness. We choose him. Whose responsibility is it? It is our responsibility. So if Christ has freed me, why do we sometimes remain in all ways of doing? We remain in all ways of doing because we don't make the conscious decision to continuously renew our mind. We don't make the conscious decision to stick with what God is saying. We don't make the conscious decision to stick with God no matter what. Yeah, make, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you may hear God give you an instruction here, but if God tells you to do another instruction, you keep sticking with God. You keep moving where God tells you to move. Glory to God. That is how you remain free. That is how you stick with freedom. That is how the truth then makes you free because you allow the beautiful gift of choice to begin to direct your life. And if you don't know where your life should be, if you don't know where your life should be being directed, listen to the encouragement of the scriptures when God tells you that. Choose life or death, blessing and cursing. If you don't know which one to choose, choose life, Deuteronomy 30, 19. Then he goes on to say in this scripture in Galatians 5.1, freedom is what you have. If Christ has made you free, stand. If he's made you free, stand as a free person. He's not telling you to become a slave again. He's saying stand in your freedom. So if you don't know where you should be standing, he says stand here. Don't become bonded. Don't go get in bondage again. Remain free. You remain free by staying, sticking with Christ, sticking with what he's telling you to do. Then and only then you will be remaining. I mean, then and only then will you be free. That's why we have to get this out of our mind. Just because we know what we should be doing, just because you know the truth, you're going to be made free. That is a misnomer. That is a misunderstanding. Just because you know something doesn't mean you're free. And I know a lot of y'all know that. We talked about this last week. Just because you know what you should be eating don't mean you be eating what you should be eating. 
Just because you know what you should be practicing in basketball don't mean you get out on the court and practice that in basketball. Just because you know what you need to do as far as working out don't mean you get out there and actually do it. <laughs> so you can have, so you can be free, but not actually do it and not actually stay free or continue to be or continue to walk in that freedom. That is why God is trying to let you know tonight. That is why he's trying to help you. That's why I'm just, you know, this is what I'm trying to do tonight. I'm trying to cut open every single one of y'all's heads, like figuratively speaking. Or I'm, I'm trying to cut open every single one of y'all's head and, and, and put this in there to let y'all know that, yeah, freedom is mine. I can absolutely walk in freedom, but I must continue and stick with this if I'm ever to continuously walk in freedom. That is why you, you see people sometimes doing good and sometimes doing bad. Or you find them, or the majority of the time, see, this is the thing about, yeah, that's why you find people sometimes uh, constantly finding themselves in situations versus every now and then in situations. Because people who constantly make the decision to come out, people who constantly make the decision to stick with God, yeah, they may be down for a minute, but they ain't going to stay there. That's the difference between them and somebody who constantly is in those positions because they're not making the right choices. They're not making the right decisions that they need to be making in order to remain free, in order to remain totally free. And that's going to be totally up to you. The responsibility is on you. The responsibility is yours. So I asked the question a little while ago. So if Christ has freed me, why do, why, why do we sometimes remain in our old ways of doing? It's simply because we allow the enemy to control this battleground. I alluded to it already. It's because we allow the enemy to control this battleground. We allow the enemy to allow us to think any old kind of way. We don't police our thoughts. We don't try to tell our thoughts what we should be thinking. We don't try to do any of that. We just allow anything that comes in here to stay here and, and and, and take and take our residence in there. We don't police it. We don't try to stop it. We don't we don't check it where the word of God is concerned. That's why we think all kinds of crazy ways. That's why when you uh, that's why you will have people to think that Christ wants you to be poor. That's why you have people to think that um, that Christ wants me to be sick. See those things. See 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 if you if you spend quality time with Christ and spend quality time in the word, then you, and not even necessarily quality time. Let me, let me not even put in that qualifier. If you, if you, um, if you knew God and if you, and if you've seen how good he is, you would never ever think that somebody so good would ever want to put that kind of stuff on you. And this is what we have to understand. And this is what we got to realize. A lot of times our thinking is shaped by the stuff that's going on in the world, not necessarily the word, not necessarily the spirit, not necessarily beside, uh, not necessarily by what God is saying to us. We formulate our thought process and we formulate our thinking based on what we've experienced and based on what people are telling us and based on what we're seeing in the world rather than getting our news and getting our direction and getting our instructions from the spirit realm and wondering why. That when, when, when God speaks to us concerning things, we have to have a battle to go on to accomplish that thing because we put too much stock in this and not enough stock. And for us to be free, we have to stick with him. We have to stick with what he's telling us to do. We have to spend time with him. We have to learn his voice. We see, And, and a lot of times, uh, 
a lot of people don't want to put in their work to do so because it takes time and it takes work to develop that kind of relationship. It takes it takes effort to to get to know God. It takes effort. It takes it takes time for you to it takes time out of church. It takes time out of things out of sessions like this to develop a relationship with God. And a lot of times people just want the quick word. They happy and then they go on about their business. No, you. it's sort of like school. A lot of times we expect to learn everything we need to learn in school. That's why the teacher gives you homework to reinforce what they taught you in school. And that's why if you're not a person that 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 ever did homework or desired to do homework, you found it a struggle when it came test time. And so what God is trying to get you to understand is it's going to take a lot more work than just you shouting hallelujah on Sunday or on Thursdays or on Wednesdays or whenever you hear the messages. It's going to take a lot more than that because what the message is, is trying to give you is a guide. He's not trying to give you something specifically necessarily for your life unless a specific word comes to you. But the words that come across this platform and the words that come across church, they're supposed to be guiding words so that you can get with Holy Spirit yourself so that you can develop their relationship. So when he speaks to you specifically, what you need to do for your life, you can go about and do it. That's why you can't base your freedom on somebody else. You have to base your freedom based on what God has for you. Freedom for me can look differently from freedom from you because we both had different experiences. And if you don't spend time developing that relationship with God and developing that relationship with the Holy Spirit, you'll try to take you'll try to take instructions that I've done for my life and try to apply them to your life when we've never had the same experience, wondering why we're getting different results. And you're and then sometimes you can become upset at the instruction or upset at somebody else's life because you begin to look at them and see why they're getting uh why they're getting results and you're not getting results is because you probably are trying to mirror or compare what somebody else is doing. That is also a sign of bondage. You need to become free in Christ so that God can lead and guide your life on your own, on the path that he wants you to walk down. And that is what we have to begin to understand. And a lot of times people don't want to put in their work. A lot of times people don't want to put in that effort. They want somebody else to show them. They want somebody else to do it for them. And that's why you won't ever get the same results as the people that get in there and do it themselves because you always need somebody else to do it for you. Nobody can develop the relationship with God like you can. Nobody can develop the relationship that you need to have with God for your for you. You need to do that for yourself. And if you and if you are one of those people and if you are uh relying on other people to get you to where you need to get to, then you're you're leaning on the wrong people. You need to have your complete total trust in Christ. You need to have your complete total trust in the one who can give you any and everything. You need to have complete and total trust on the person who already designed your life so that he can lead you down the path you need to go down. Amen. And I know that's a little bit of a tangent, but that's still on the subject of freedom. Because again, a lot of times, a lot of times people just don't want to put in that effort. They want Sometimes they want people to do it for them. And, and I'm not just talking about y'all. I'm talking about myself included. Sometimes, let me just give you an example. Somebody says that this is this is how you're supposed to go do something. I need you to read this, figure it out, and I need you to go and do this. I don't have time to explain it to you. Well, what we like to do sometimes is we don't like to necessarily think or we don't like to necessarily go and read the instructions. we rather somebody just show us how to do it. Well, that not maybe that may be not what that may be uh, something that you're not supposed to do at that time. 
you need to be willing to put in the work. You need to you need to study it out for yourself as well. And and a lot of times people can get frustrated if people don't answer it the way they want to answer it when the answer is already given to them. They just don't want to do the work to go study it themselves. So we have to be really careful of that. We have to really be mindful of that because freedom is depend. Your freedom is dependent on it. Your freedom is depending on you being willing to do the work. Your freedom is dependent on you being willing to put in the effort to remain free. Amen. You can't be free unless you're willing to stay and continue to do what God is telling you to do. You can't be free if you're not willing to stay and do what God is telling you to do. Amen. You have to be willing to be the person that says, you know what, I'm going to stick with what God is telling me to do. I'm not going to be the person that's going to go back to the old ways of bondage. I'm not going to be the person that goes back to that slavery. I'm not going to be a slave again. I'm going to continue in doing what God has called me to do. And so that is how God can make you free, but you remain in bondage because even though he's made you free, you're constantly making decisions. You're constantly comparing yourself to others. You're not making progress because you're not sticking with what God told you to do. So I'm going to say this to you. Christ has made you free, but again, you must accept it. You must believe it and you must stick with it. Now, 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 now let's talk about this for just a quick second. Because um, a lot of times people think that they're completely free already. I'm going to give you a little bit of a news flash. If you were completely free already, then that means you have no more growth. You have no more uh, becoming like Christ to do. And that's not true. Every single one of us has more to become like Christ. Nobody in this world is perfect. And so if nobody in this world is perfect, there are still areas that need improvement. There are areas that still need to be worked on. And if there's areas that still need to be worked on and there's areas that still need improvement, there are areas in those, in those specific areas, there's areas that the enemy is still trying to grab hold to. There's areas where the enemy is still trying to hold on to you and keep you bound in. So I want to ask you this question. Is there any representation of the kingdom of darkness you have in your life? Now, I know that may be a strong question because some of y'all may not want to identify anything in your life as a representation of the kingdom of darkness, but I want you to take an assessment of your life. I want you to take inventory of your life. I want you to look at your life and see if there's anything that is in the kingdom of darkness that you need to pay attention to so that you can work on getting free in that area. Let me throw out some examples. Are you always angry? Are you always doubting? Are you always in fear? Are you dealing with lack in any area? Are you mentally weighed down? Are you having any health issues? Because let me tell you about health issues. If you, well, well any, anything, any other stuff that I just listed, the enemy will try to, the enemy will try to use that as a, as a snare. And he will try to use that as a, as something to grab hold to you to try to keep you bound and, and, and create a, and create as a heavyweight in your life. And that is not something you want to do. That is not something you, you should, the Bible says it like this. Jesus said that I want you to carry my burdens. He said his burdens are light. His yoke is easy and his burdens are light. So if anything is a heavyweight, the only thing that only person that should be carrying the heavyweight is God. 
Because God actually says that he wants you to cast all of your cares on him. All of those weights, all of those worries. He says, cast all of those on me. And the only thing that and the only thing that you should have on your life is the yoke is easy and the burden should be light. Because that is how Jesus is and that is how you should be also. If his yoke is easy and his burden is light, you should have that as the same. You, you should have that likewise. You follow me? And so is there any representation of the kingdom of darkness in your life? Are you stressed a lot? Let me ask that question. Do you allow things to stress you out? Because stress is not something in the kingdom of his dear son that he wants you to have. Because if you're ever stressed, then that means you're being you're you're being you're being pulled to you're being pulled uh, you're being pulled in areas where you can't sustain it, and you were never ever uh, designed to to sustain that stuff. That's why he told you to cast the cares. You you so stressed to the point where you, it's causing your body to have issues. You're so stressed to the point where every time you turn around, you're worrying about something. Those are not worries and cares that you should be carrying with you. You follow me? You're concerned about stuff that ain't even happened yet. You're concerned about people over in other areas. You need to learn to give that stuff over to God because you can't be omnipresent, but God is. And so the way you release that care and the way you stop being so stressed about it is by you giving it over to him who's omnipresent, who can take care of them wherever they are, because you can't be there anyway. That's how you take care of that issue. And so we need to begin to understand that if there's any representation out of any of the stuff that I just named, those are things that the enemy tries to keep you bound in. Those are things that the enemy tries to use to create a snare in your life to hold you to the kingdom of darkness. And so this is what I want us to do right now, because I don't know specifically the issues that you may have. I don't know specifically the issues that uh, that the enemy is trying to hold on to, but I'm, I'm, but I'm pretty sure you know, just like I know for myself. I know of a, I know certainly that you know. And so what I want you to do right now, if you have an idea of what that issue is, I want you to begin to declare or write down <laughs> where you are right now. Just begin to declare that you are free of that. Just begin to declare that you are free from whatever the enemy is trying to snare, trying, trying to hold against you. You're free from whatever the enemy is trying to hold on to you with. Yeah, you may have an issue thinking about it and you may have an issue about worrying about that. But if, but but as soon as you start declaring, I am free from worry, I am free from stress, I am free from lack, I am free from depression. You begin to take your mind on a course to where God desires to take it because freedom is where God wants you to go. And once you start declaring that out of your mouth, that you're free from that and you no longer go back to the bondage of those things, God can begin to lead and direct you on ways that you can remain and stay free in those areas. Glory to God. That's why freedom is so important. That's why we need to begin to understand that our lives should always be improving. That's why we should begin to understand that, you know, we haven't made it yet. We haven't we, we haven't reached perfection yet. So since we haven't reached perfection yet, there's obviously areas of freedom that we need to obtain in our lives that Jesus has already given us freedom in. And a lot of times we just don't know it. A lot of times we don't know that Christ wants us financially free. Some of y'all have just been absolutely amazed that I tell y'all almost every single week that there's a plan for your financial freedom, that you don't have to continue to struggle. 
You don't have to continue to struggle. God doesn't want you struggling because if you're struggling, you're going to somebody's going to look at you and then turn around and be struggling themselves. Because if you're supposed to be the example of Christ, they look at you. If they see you struggling, they think they're supposed to be struggling. But if they look at you and they see that you're financially free, they can look and see that it, that no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what wealth gap is going on in the world, then they can look at you and say, you know what? Christ has a plan for me to be financially free. I'm going to be financially free, too. But the enemy likes keeping us in those bondages, thinking that they're not thinking that it's OK, that we have that mindset that, well, it's just it's just cool for me to just go to work and do this. When you know and just go to work is putting you in these positions of stress. Just going to work and getting the paycheck that you're getting sometimes is putting you in the pressure of stress. But God won't. And watch this. God, listen. That's good. God doesn't want us struggling because if we're struggling, we can't do his work. God, if we're struggling, we're going to have a hard time being representations of him, whatever area that may be, whatever issue that may be. And again, I don't know what issue that is for you because everybody has their own. But you identify that and begin to declare your freedom in that area. Some of y'all may be also asking this. Well, BJ, I don't really know that. Well, well, let me let me ask this question to you. I don't really know anything that I may be bound in. Is there anything, Holy Spirit, or even your spirit that is constantly reminding you that you should change your work on? There are things that you wake up on a daily basis that you say, like, you know what? I should be doing better in that. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And if you are constantly saying that about yourself, that's an area that I would recommend that you need to be working on in freedom. Like I told you before, if you if you wake up every day and you find a reason to cut somebody out or you angry with somebody because they did X, Y and Z, that's something you need to possibly pay attention to. You need to ask God why you always so angry or something. Are you angry because you think that they're going to have you late for work? And if they have you late for work, you ain't going to have enough money once you get there because you now an hour late on your I mean, you're an hour off on your paycheck or you have the fear of losing your job because you was like, is that why you were angry? It's all it can always be possibly tied to something. Are you mad at yourself because you woke up late because you stayed up late when God told you to go to sleep? There, 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 there are so many different things that you can look at when it comes to you being free. There are so many things that you can look at when it comes to how the enemy tries to keep you bound. There are certain things that you can look at that, that God is trying to point out to you and help you realize and see that, man, if you do this, this will absolutely change in your life for you. If you do this, then this can absolutely be different in your life. But we got to be paying attention and we got to be willing to stick with it so that we can be free. It's up to us. That choice is up to us. If so, those are instructions to keep you from falling back into bondage. If the Holy Spirit or your spirit is constantly reminding you of that kind of stuff that you need to pay attention to, uh, there are instructions to keep you from falling back into that bondage and remaining free. <laughs> Listen to this question. Do you know we all accept bondage when we simply refuse to believe what he promised? This is an example that I didn't even uh, that, that I had in my notes that I didn't even just mention. Do you know that we all accept bondage when we simply refuse to believe what he promised? BJ, what do you mean? If God promised you a promotion or if God promised you a help, if God promised you help or if God promised you that your child was going to uh, turn around, 
or if God promised you that you're going to be with him in heaven. If you don't simply believe that, you can find yourself falling back into bondage and believing what the enemy says concerning that situation. God don't really want you in heaven. Your child going to be forever like that. You're going to be forever being sick like that. You're going to be forever feeling this. You're going to be forever making this amount of money. You can easily fall back into bondage if you simply refuse to believe what he promised. If you simply refuse to believe what he promised, then you can find yourself in bondage. Just like freedom is yours given to you by Christ, it is up to you to remain in what Jesus has already made you. Just like freedom is yours given to you by Christ, it is up to you to remain in that freedom, <clears throat> to remain in what Jesus has already made you, and that is that freedom. Stick with freedom and freedom will stick with you. Amen. Stick with freedom and freedom will stick with you. Stick with freedom and freedom will stick with you. Stick with freedom and freedom will stick with you. You won't find yourself in bondage because you're constantly pursuing freedom. You're constantly neglecting what the enemy is trying to keep you in bondage in. You're constantly trying to shed his stupid words that he tries to talk to you about on a daily basis. Man, you're going you're gonna to continuously make this amount of money. Who said that? Who told you that? You know, a good friend of mine, uh, Tanitra uh, Buffington, she wrote a book called Who Told You That? And it's simply from, it's simply based on the fact that in the Garden of Eden, <laughs> when God came after they had sinned and they covered themselves uh, with fig leaves and stuff, and God came and presented himself to them, and he said that they was naked, God's first response to them was, who told you that? Who had you been listening to? And we come to find out that they have been listening to the enemy. That's why they ate the fruit in the garden. And then sin came on their life. It's all dependent on who you're listening to. Who told you that? Who told you that you have to continue to remain at $40,000 a year? Who told you that the symptoms that you've been having for 15 years have to remain there? Who told you that? Did God tell you that? Because if God didn't tell you that, you shouldn't be listening to that. You should be listening to what God told you. You should be sticking with what God told you, because if that is what God told you, sticking with that will make you free. The symptoms, even though you've had them for 15 years, will go away because the truth that you stuck with made you free from them symptoms. Glory to God. And so what I'm trying to help you understand is who told you that? Who are you listening to? Who are you paying attention to? Who's, who has your ear? Who has your ear? Does God have your ear or does the enemy have your ear? Does the world have your ear or does the word have your ear? Notice what I said. Does the world have your ear or does the word have your ear? Are you paying more attention to the word or are you paying more attention to what you hear on the news? Are you paying more attention to what your friends are saying? Or are you paying more attention to what Holy Spirit is saying? <laughs> because that will determine where you stick in freedom. That will determine whether or not you remain in freedom. That and that alone will help you or or will uh that that will will determine whether or not you remain in freedom. Yes, Jesus has made you free. Yes, freedom is yours. But the question is, will you remain there? The question is, will you walk out that freedom? The question is, will you continuously renew your mind so that you won't return and be the slaves that you came from, according to Galatians 5 and 1? 
Remember what Galatians 5 and 1 says. It says freedom is what we have. Christ has set us free. So if Christ has set us free, stand in as free people. Do not allow yourselves to become slaves again. Don't make the decision to become a slave again. Don't allow the enemy to continue to speak to you stupidness and silliness and allow you to get snared and caught up with foolery. Don't allow him to create a stronghold in your mind to say, you're going to always be like this. Who told you that? Did you have your end? Did the enemy tell you that? Or did God tell you that? Who told you that? Which side you're going to fall on? I'm encouraged. I'm encouraging all of y'all tonight to fall on the side of freedom. I'm encouraging every single one of y'all to fall on the side of the kingdom of his dear son. I'm encouraging every single one of y'all to have that God have your ear and not let the enemy have your ear because that is totally and completely up to you. It is up to you to make sure that you don't fall into that bondage again. It is up to you to make sure that you don't become the slave again. If you stick with freedom, freedom will stick with you. Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? If you did give God some praise, if you did give God some hearts, if you did give God some likes, glory to God. If you enjoyed that word, if you got anything out of that, I want y'all to take a quick moment and give God some praise. Amen. I want you to take a quick moment and give God some praise. I want you to take a quick moment and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Take a quick moment and say, Father, I thank you for freedom. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. Father, I thank you that you've made me free. And Father, I thank you that I'm going to make a decision from this day going forward to remain free. Father, I thank you that I am free and I am no longer bound. Father, I thank you for freedom. Father, I thank you for freedom. Thank you for the ability to choose God. Thank you for the ability to choose God. Because you allow me to choose, you allow me to spend eternity with you. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to choose God because you've given me the, ab the ability to choose, I mean, to have eternity with you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you for that now. Father, we just thank you for that now. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. All right, y'all, it's giving time. It's time to give. It is time to give, glory to God. Y'all ready to give? Y'all should be just as excited with freedom as y'all are with giving because this is your time to be free. This is your time to obey God because this is what I got to tell y'all. Anytime you're obeying God, you're on your road to freedom. Anytime you obey God, you are on your road to freedom. Anytime you obey God, you are on your road to freedom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anytime you obey God, you are. <laughs> Anytime you obey God, you are on your way to freedom. Glory to God. Uh, ways to give. Cash app, give the five tidily text to give. Um, let me give you all a couple of things and I'm going to let you all get up out of here. A lot of this freedom teaching comes from you becoming free in your thinking. OK. Uh, and if you want to give, like I said, they're, they're the giving things on, on the screen. A lot of this freedom teaching comes from you becoming free in your thinking. A lot of people don't know 
the playground the enemy plays in, and that is in your thoughts, okay? If he can keep you thinking crazy, you will ultimately believe and become crazy. What do I, what do I mean by crazy? What do I mean? I mean all over the place. You, you won't have a solid foundation. You won't have any, uh, you, you'll always be going back and forth. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. If you're not set on understanding what God says about giving and your financial freedom, you're going to, in your mind, be crazy because you're always going to be going back and forth. Should I give? Should I not give? Should I give? Should I not give? Is God talking to me? Is God talking to me? Is he telling me to do this? Is he not telling me to do that? Listen, uh, don't allow bad thinking to keep you from God's financial promises. Don't allow bad financial thinking to, give, to keep you from God's promises, God's financial promises. Giving is simply the process by which God takes care of his children. Giving is simply the process by which God takes care of his children. BJ, what do you mean by that? In the scripture, he talks a lot about his children being farmers and how we should sow seeds and expect him to bring harvest. God teaches several times in the New Testament of how the farmers were able to take care of themselves because they farmer went out to sow seed. And because they didn't pay attention to the soil they sold it in, then they didn't have the harvest that they should have had. And sometimes they needed to water and sometimes God would bring the increase. God talked several times in the king, I mean in the word of God about how sowing and giving uh took care of his kids. And so you got to remember, you got to always understand that one seed that God always starts you off with, it never ends up that way. That one corn seed put in the ground grows a whole stalk of corn with several ears of corn on it. So God's desire is to take that one little seed and grow it into something that will sustain you for a period of time. That is what giving allows you to do. Giving allows God to take what you have in obedience to him, grow it and, and sustain you over a period of time. God, that giving is, is set up for you. Listen to this. God releases, giving releases your trust in him to provide everything in our lives. Giving releases trust to releases trust in him to provide everything in our lives. Just like the farmer, if the farmer doesn't get harvest, how do they live? I hope a lot of y'all know this. The backbone of our country was built on farmers. A lot of our produce and all of that kind of stuff, that comes from farmers. And if, and if they're not getting seed, they have to start manufacturing stuff. If they have bad crops, then they start having to manufacturing stuff. They have to start making processed stuff or they have to start injecting the actual natural food in order to get it to sustain longer. Our lives are dependent on these farmers that God used use as an example. And that's why he always wants us sowing and that's why he always wants us giving because our lives are supposed to be dependent on the, the giving that we that we sow, the giving that we that we give on a daily basis. Whenever God speaks to you to give, we should be giving because our lives are sustained based on that. That's why he said he'll give some 30, some 60, some 100, 30, 60, and 100 fold when you sow into the ground. But you got to also pay attention to the soil that you're sowing in. You got to pay att attention to the conditions because the conditions by which you sow determine what kind of harvest you get. And that's why I told y'all a good gift. I mean, uh, God is not willing to do without a cheerful, prompt to do it giver. When you give, are you happy about it? Or are you giving it grudgingly? Because if you're giving it grudgingly, you might as well go on and keep it. Because the Bible says you shouldn't give a grudging, you shouldn't give grudgingly or of necessity. But you should give in obedience to God, right? You should give simply because God asked you to give. And so if God is asking you to give tonight, I want you to obey God. 
God wants you to tithe, you tithe. If God wants you to give an offering, you give an offering. But at the end of the day, your obedience to God, your sowing into the ground is what's going to provide for your life in the future. Because that is the picture that God has taught us when it comes to his kingdom. Now, I'm not talking about the world because a lot of times people get that confused. We're talking about living in the kingdom, not living in the world. The world, you go work, you go trade your time for money, and then you get paid, and then you go do what you got to do. In the kingdom of God, God says, whatever you sow, that's what you need to reap. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So that's why we're living this based on the kingdom and not the world's way of doing things. Amen. So if God telling you to give, obey God tonight. Amen. Trust God in your giving. Trust God is leading you to a financial uh, abundant place. Trust God that he's doing exactly what he promised you he would do. And that is make you financially free. Amen. Giving is just the foundation for you becoming financially free. That is not even the pinnacle of what God wants you to do when it comes to financial financial freedom. But it begins with you trusting him and where he's telling you to give. And that is why I believe it's so important that we obey God in these times so that we can set the course for our life where financial freedom is concerned. Amen. So thank you all so much for obeying God. Thank you all so much for hanging in here with me. Thank you all so much for spending time with us tonight. Thank you all so much for getting in the word tonight. We pray that this word was a blessing to you. If this word was a blessing to you, find one person and share this word with them. Find one person and, uh, and and teach them about freedom. Tell them freedom is theirs, but it's their responsibility to stay in freedom. Teach them the word of God. Share this word with them so that their life can be absolutely changed too. Amen. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much again. I pray you guys have an awesome week. I pray you guys have an awesome weekend. Enjoy life because God, and God wants you to enjoy life. I love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at BJ Piggy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or Givelify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus is.